Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, Throttle Timepieces, Get Shit Done Coffee, Reverend Motors, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. little bonus coverage for you. If you guys haven't already gone to BigMXRadio.com and gotten your raffle tickets for the 2022 YZ252 stroke, there's 10 additional prizes and uh, we've got some pricing there as well for you guys to take advantage of. Hopefully you will jump on this raffle, uh, we'll sell out the tickets and uh, yeah, we'll continue to be able to make these podcasts and uh, and keep, keep these things rolling. So... Go over to BigMXRadio.com, click the top link where we have the 2022 YZ252 stroke giveaway. Go get yourself some raffle tickets and enjoy this podcast with the Somnium Racing Team. Welcome to the BigMX Radio Podcast. Another episode here with Briley Taylor of Somnium Racing brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars as well as Fox Racing USA, Fox Racing Canada on board with us as well. 204 Skate Shop here in Winnipeg. We've got Get Shit Done Coffee, not only in the mug in on my desk, but probably also on the other on the other end of this uh, phone call. And uh, if you haven't already checked out Throttle Time Pieces, uh, not only are you going to be late for your next business meeting, but you won't be showing up in style either. Uh, or maybe you're showing up to the track, you're going to be late, you're not going to get those motos in, track's going to be hooped, and it's because you don't have a Throttle Time Pieces watch that's a problem you need to fix it by going to their website and uh also hit me up on instagram uh for um for a discount code um as i mentioned i am your host brad gebhardt but with me on the line a very special guest uh it's her first time on the show uh but i doubt that it's going to be her last uh unless this really bombs um but it's uh briley taylor of somnium racing briley how's it going Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Uh, it's really important for me to uh, to reach out to a team like yours uh, and a racing effort. Uh, you guys have been working so hard this year and turning some heads uh, with some eye-catching designs as well as some serious speed out there on the track. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we're super excited to be out and, you know, just kind of doing what we are and living our dreams. So it's been great so far. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you, thank, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Um, in regards to the 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 racing program, that's somewhat new for you guys. But business is not something that's new for you guys whatsoever. You've been at it for uh, for quite some time. But a new name for this year. Uh, if you could give us a little bit of a a, a sort of the uh, the history of when uh, when it comes to Somnium Racing. Yeah, absolutely. So Somnium Racing, um, we decided to change this year from Patched MX 
So uh, we've been Patched MX for the last five years and decided that it was something that we're kind of outgrowing. We're not doing just basic butt patches anymore. Um, and so that we wanted to be able to expand um, our business and be able to do different things as well as butt patches. So um, that's where Somnium Racing came. Um, Somnium means dream. So we are trying to um, really just get everybody out of the box and kind of dream and, you know, be themselves, uh, be a better version of themselves. So with Somnium Racing, um, we just wanted to be able to let everyone express themselves uh, when they're, you know, when they're using our products and just remember, you know, to keep dreaming and always be able to uh, pursue what you're wanting to do. 100%. And that, that is a, a great message. And, uh, and it, with it comes some, like I said, some eye-popping and, and, and uh, head-turning designs. Um, who, who's the mastermind when it comes to the, 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 the design work? I assume it's likely Colton, but uh, you might have some, uh, for some tricks up your sleeve as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Colton does a lot of our designing for us. Um, he really does have that eye for design, you know, he'll see something and be able to tell you like just different things or break it down. Um, all of our designing that we do, Colton does in-house for us, um, all of our logos and everything. That's kind of his creation. He loves doing that. That's his favorite part. I do have a little bit of design background, but nothing like he does. Um, like I can help out and pick, you know, a few different things, design some butt patches, seat covers, things like that. But, uh, I try and let him do that for the most part. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm sure you, uh, uh, give your two cents every once in a while. I'm sure that would be free advice. Um, but, uh, something that's a little bit uh, different with you guys is that it's, uh, it, it's a. Uh, husband and wife effort. You guys, uh, um, like you live together. You've been, you've been, you've been married for. Are you guys married yet, or just? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are married. Uh, it's a kind of a family business. Working this thing together. Um, like from from what I've heard from from Colton, you're sort of the brains behind it all. And uh, I I can speak for, from personal experience. Uh, sometimes I I feel like I need a secretary more than I need a girlfriend. Um, like, how do you, uh, like, sort of uh, contribute and uh, keep things on the rails? I'm sure uh, I'm sure you take care of a lot of those things for him that uh, uh, probably just frustrate the heck out of the guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I do a lot of the back-end stuff. You know, I deal with a lot of um, that kind of thing and being able to um, make sure, like, all of our writers have all of their things and all of our sponsors have the things that they need as well as um, we have like other writers that help that we support so I make sure that they have all of you know all of the products that they're needing and so I do a lot of the back end stuff Colton does a lot more of the like the actual work so he does all the seat covers and um, butt patches and things like that so yeah like you said you know that secretary would be fantastic I'm thinking myself I need one too so (laughs) It might be an expanding business then. Um, Like people might very well be uh, familiar with a lot of the work that you guys have done, whether it's under the name of Somnium or uh, Patched MX. Uh, Of course, uh, one that sticks out to mind with me is uh, a couple of the butt patches that you guys have done for Adam C. Cerullo, as well as uh, in 2020, uh, you guys did one for uh, Malcolm Stewart. Uh, What are some of the projects that you guys have worked on in the past that currently stick out in your mind? 
So, yeah, like you said, uh, Adam Cinderella, that one was probably one of my favorite ones because I think, you know, when you're, you always like fantasize that you're going to be able to um, put these butt patches on these riders. That's why we started it in the first place, you know. So being able to do Adams was probably uh, the coolest one I have to say. I also, we did one for Matt Bachelia, um for his uh, now wife. Uh, in memory of their grandpa and so I thought that one was really cool as well um yeah Malcolm Stewart and then we've just you know we've done so many that it's so cool to be able to see everyone expressing themselves and it's also like being able to see people getting excited for them now so for example uh we have one on Josh Gregorick Greco I'm so sorry Josh Greco um right now and he's just so pumped you know he's so excited to show off his butt patch and be able to like just have a little personality behind it so it just makes me happy when they're also happy and excited to um to be able to show off a little bit about themselves 100 percent. and you guys have also worked uh closely with the collective experience over the past good friend of mine dave drakes uh making it uh, making your riders uh available on race day whether it's addison emery or uh, david pulley both those guys looking great underneath the the tent and and putting in some fast practice times uh during the day as well as in the evening um like uh tell me a little bit about working with dave and uh, and what that brings to the program yeah, so Dave's been great so far. Um, you know, he helps out David quite a bit, uh, being able to help him mechanic a little. And then he also is all, um, doing all the vlogging and videos and stuff. So um, he's gotten a few little pieces of us. Just being able to, you know, help out is fantastic. And he's been a good little asset to us. So we appreciate him. That's awesome. So um, I, I wonder what, what the, uh, like, how this thing uh, in your mind and, and as well as Colton's uh, grows going forward. Currently, uh, a two-rider team, lights class, uh, um, some support for some riders who seriously need it, uh, and, and then bringing that style element to them, almost the, the fashion of sport um, to the next level with these guys. Uh, where do you see this growing to the future? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I see it being big. I, I really do. Just from what we've learned, um, we're still super new. We're still learning every weekend. Um, each weekend we take our positives, we take our negatives, and we, you know, we move forward from them. Learning the industry is very interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's always like just one more step, and then you're taking another step. So, um we hope to really help the privateers um, in a big picture. So not just the, we actually have three writers. Uh, we have Cameron Barboa as well, but he oh, okay. is out on an injury right now. Um, but it's taking them and being able to help them, you know, get uh, some sponsors that they're needing as well as um, just not having to worry on race day because that's one of the biggest things that you're always worrying. Okay, well, where am I going to be at? It, you know, am I going to have enough food? Am I going to have enough um, like time? Are people going to be watching me and helping me out and things like that? So uh, being able to help the privateers um, is a big goal for us and just, you know, be able to support um, wherever we can and get them sponsors and things like that. 
Well, it certainly sounds like uh, you you guys uh, have your work cut out for you, uh, and, and but uh, a, a noble task to want to come to the aid of privateer racers, uh, help them uh, in a lot of ways, sort of uh, like bring that voice and, and, and be able to cut themselves out of the herd with some pretty uh, unique styles, especially when it comes to butt patches. Like you mentioned Josh Greco, uh, he actually has a pet uh, raccoon, which makes no sense. He's like domesticated a <laughs> raccoon. Um, and I'm a million percent serious about that. If you, if you don't believe me, go find him on Instagram or Snapchat, whichever way, uh, you will find a very tame raccoon involved. And, uh, yeah, he says like, I think the, the butt patch right now says you're trash. Um, and he's got a little like cartoon, um, raccoon on there. And he's just yeah, like, of yeah. course, um, raccoons, uh, affectionately known as trash pandas. Um, yeah. but, uh, like stuff like that, that, that stuff is, is a really underrated thing in my opinion of just being able to generate a little extra attention to yourself and a little extra attention to the things that you're doing, because those are the things that, uh, like a company like, uh, Feld Entertainment, they, they love little stuff like that. And, and he, that's literally gotten him featured, uh, on some of their social media that gives him more opportunity to spread word about his sponsors. And, and at the end of the day, that's got to feel good uh, for you guys being able to, uh, sort of give back and, uh, and make a difference in his racing career. Yeah, absolutely. It's also being able, you know, for them to express themselves too, uh, when you're in your gear, that's all you see. You don't see anything under, you don't see anything under the helmet and things like that. So, um, out on the bike, you don't see kind of their personalities and things like that. So with butt patches, it's a great way to express, you know, who you are and who you want to be and just kind of have a funny little thing. So like this last weekend we did, we also did a bubble boy uh, butt patch for him because he's always sitting at the bubble so you know just like things like that it's just fun um and it just brings some light into racing 100 percent. no that's awesome of you guys to be doing that and he is yes he is always on the bubble uh yeah. sometimes he's in sometimes that uh that bubble bursts on him and he and he's out of the uh of the races uh but he's always got a smile on his face one thing i could i could always say about josh greco uh is that um he does work hard at his craft uh he's extremely passionate of what he does and uh win lose draw or otherwise uh he, he has he has probably more fun than most uh at the races uh and that's uh, that's something to be said about him. Yeah, for sure. He's a great guy. 100%. So uh, I think it's about time that we throw into the interview that uh, we've recorded with uh, Addison Emery. He's a, a team rider for you guys. I'm sure he's got a ton of great things to say uh, about the program as well as the, the butt patches, the style, and just how awesome his bike is being uh, is looking right now on and off the track. Uh, we'll throw it to that interview, and we'll be right back here with Briley Taylor. And now, as promised, an interview brought to you by Throttle Timepieces. This uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Somium Racing. He's Somium's flagship rider. He's under the tent every single weekend and will be again in Phoenix this weekend. The number 538 in your program, you can find him in the, um, the privateer pits. Addison Emery. Addison, how's it going? Doing pretty good yourself. Not doing too bad. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Uh, we just had Briley on discussing uh, you as well as uh, all things Somium Racing. Um, you're, is, is this your first or second year on the team? This is my first year. 
first year with these guys, but your third year in Supercross. We've been had our eye on you for quite some time now. You watched those uh, qualifying times get better and better. There was a time when you were uh, struggling to make it into night shows. Now you seem to be making it in a little bit more um, more regularly, uh, getting up there in the, the qualifying times and just like getting up there in the starts to be up there with the faster guys. What has been the, the biggest changes for you over the last three years? Um, probably just preparation and like just being more familiar with Supercross because I was always an arena cross guy. So doing the switch over to Supercross has been a little bit more of a struggle with like the bigger resin lines and all that, but slowly figuring it out. There you go. And so uh, hailing all the way from uh, the great state of Maryland, now uh, I calling home sort of Arizona. Uh, you're probably, uh, you're, you're um, gypsying around in Southern California right now. Um, tell us a little bit about making the commitment to come from the, the East Coast to uh, come down South, uh, basically call that area home at the tender age of 26 and uh, try your hand at uh, Monster Energy Supercross. Like I said, your third year doing it. Yeah, um, this year definitely gypsy and a little bit more around. Um, thanks to some friends getting me a places to stay and everything. But going so far pretty good. No, that's all. And uh, off air, we had mentioned I sort of asked you if you uh, if you had a regular mechanic. And uh, like many people who might be listening to this, uh, it's a father and son combo. I know my dad spun the wrenches for me uh, in my youngest years. Now I end up uh, coming to the track by myself most of the time. Uh, but you've got your dad in tow. And uh, tell us a little bit about um, that relationship, having your dad uh, at your side on the line, whether it's for, for the qualifying sessions or if you make it into the night show, going to the heat races in LCQ, um, and, and a little bit of the backstory on that. Um, definitely him and I have a good, like, mechanic rider relationship. A little bit sometimes this 50 dad comes out, but <laughs> I can't appreciate him enough for helping me every weekend. Uh, he's back home in Arizona. He's been coming out every weekend to help me out training-wise and or mechanicing, but so far so good. Definitely. And yeah, like obviously like he, he's, he's an experienced mechanics and working on your bikes uh, since the, since you started racing at what age did you, uh, did you first line up to a motocross race? I'm sure your dad uh, spent a lot of time in the garage, making sure those bikes were in tip top shape uh, before he, before each race day. Uh, actually, uh, my dad knew nothing about it coming into the sport. Oh no. Then probably like, I started racing when I was six at Hurricane Hills on 4th of July weekend, and he knew nothing about the sport and everything. My mom found it. Really? And I, yeah, we nothing about it, just blind into it. Uh, Tim Schmein actually got us into, like, into racing and all that. But, yeah, a um, couple years in, I started getting faster and braking everything that I rode that like, it wasn't like an easy fix. You're so, hard on bikes. I, yeah. I always have been hard on bikes. Still am. But, uh, my dad started working for BPE up in Pennsylvania with Fred Bertucci and he taught him everything. So my dad, he does now does everything on my bikes, uh, maintenance wise, like cam chains, top and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, 
Stephen over at VPE in North Carolina builds everything and helps us along the ride if like anything happens. So there's well, a lot going on, especially now pro wise. No kidding. That, yeah, that's, where it's that's not, not where easy whatsoever. Where we can duct tape something together and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and keep the duct tape to a minimum, uh, especially with the brand new program that you've got with Somium Racing. Like you said, first year with this team. How did you make that connection with uh, with Colton as well as Briley to uh, to sort of um, broker a deal, then welcome you onto the team? And uh, like I said earlier, you've also been flourishing in this in this setting. You've you've uh, like the qualifying has gotten better. Uh, the racing into into the night shows has been better. Uh, what do you attribute that to? And how did you get connected with these guys? Um, David Pulley helped me out a lot with them. He got me connected to, uh, with Farley and Colton at the Nationals last year. I forgot which round I met them at, but I met them and they made some killer butt patches for me. And we just kind of connected well and they brought me on to the program. That's awesome. And yeah, like such supportive people. Uh, they, they do fantastic work with the, the, uh, the graphics and the butt patches. Those things uh, set, set you apart from everybody else. Uh, and then, of, of course, the, uh, the, the seats as well. Um, what, what would you say is your, uh, your style as a rider on and off the bike? What do you, who do you uh, kind of model yourself off of? And how do you set yourself apart from everybody else? Oh, when I was younger, I always kind of like watched I grew up like watching Jason Lawrence for some reason. I, I loved his style on the bike and I've just tried resembling that a lot riding, but it's kind of off the, or off the bike. I tried just being myself and not really re like resemble anybody. Okay. But yeah. That's all, man. Well, um, like four rounds into the series so far, how how have you, how would you assess uh, your first four rounds, uh, and then now going into uh, into Phoenix, where uh, you'll be up against it, man. I'm not gonna lie with the uh, the format of the triple crowns. Uh, the 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 overall speed and qualifying is gonna have to be up a tick uh, in order for you to make it. But uh, um, it's definitely a, an interesting format uh I'm, I'm sure you're uh you're probably more looking forward to them when things come back to uh to anaheim yeah definitely um first four rounds haven't really gone as planned i wound up knocking four teeth out the tuesday before i'm one and had to get 20 stitches in my chin that's not good anaheim you're looking like a hockey player now yeah i'm running around missing a couple teeth not can't wait to get them back in four months but yeah so anaheim one kind of was a bust for me i i hit in the whoops right after the finish line i couldn't even put in a a decent lap time because like my mouth hurt so much going through the whoops so not really counting that round i sat out oakland because i got um the surgery to get my teeth removed or like the ones that i cracked yeah. And came back uh, to California the Monday after Oakland and trained all week. I started feeling good after two days or three days, on, two, three days on the bike. Felt confident going into San Diego. Got 41st in qualifying. Then. That's got to suck. 
it was definitely frustrating. But then, so I came back home and had to work so I can keep my insurance on to get my teeth fixed. Then this came out to Anaheim too and got 40 set, 40 or 41st again in qualifying, but been training all week here in California or going to be training here all, all week in California. So hopefully get more and more confidence back into the bike or back into riding before Glendale and at least get uh, assess everything for if it was a normal format. For sure. Like, obviously, um, like I said, you'll be up against it. I'm sorry to hear that you didn't make the, make the cut for either night show that you'd gone for so far. And like, uh, 41st, that's gotta be, that's a, that's a kick in the balls. If I've ever heard one before, especially twice in a row. Um, like, Obviously, you you want to get the track time. You want to be able to show out for your your sponsors because they you can't you will get some time on race day live, um, with the, with the odds being against you of making into the night show at uh, at Phoenix. Like, does it ever cross your mind to like, all right, like maybe we'll like save the entry entry fee and just like do a little bit more practicing and training um, this weekend rather than going there, or is it just like, hey, we're in this, like we're we're signing up, we're racing, uh, we're in with both feet. Um, for me, mentally wise, like I want to go in there just like it's a regular race weekend. Okay. Like just so I can like keep like the rhythm going every weekend of like going, like being in the stadium because that's like half the battle. Like, and the tracks are so different compared to like practicing to race day. Right. They're a lot different. So. I feel like just being in that setting will be more beneficial than like tra- like than training wise because just the atmosphere mainly. Then like the pace is a lot faster at that like the racetrack than practicing. Everyone kind of like comes back a little comes back a tick practicing just to then on race day it's always. A, a little bit faster so well yeah like, t- take us through that a little bit like going you today you were at state fair uh, i'm sure you've put some laps in at uh uh fox raceway or uh the lake elsnore race uh, track as well um like those tracks i've i've been to those tracks i've stood on the jump faces yeah a, a super cross triple is a super cross triple just about anywhere um but like you see the whoops at a practice track and compared to the whoops at a, at a, a full on supercross, and it's, it's total apples to oranges. Like how, how do you compare the two is how do you prepare yourself? Uh, like basically use a practice track that isn't a whole lot like you're going to find on race day, especially a track that you probably know quite well uh, to a brand new layout with bigger obstacles. Uh, and some, sometimes, and then on top of that, you're throwing uh, tough blocks in the mix, which is not something you see at a regular practice track. Um, how do you make those adjustments? And, uh, I guess, like you said, you're going to get a little bit more experience like that, uh, today or this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of, you just learn the bike and you kind of get an idea for like what it's going to do. Like when it, you hit random little things like on the track, like if it has like a smaller setup, whoop, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like what to do just from, like years of riding it, but they're just the way the bike reacts to them is completely different. 
like the practice tracks, the whoops are typically like a lot harder. So you get more wheel spin and they're like, get like a lot more bike swap than you would on race day because like the dirt softer, tackier and just one of those. Oh, it's kind of hard to explain if you really think about it. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. Yeah, like it's it, it's not easy whatsoever. And yeah, like just completely different scenario. Uh, how do you set how do you set the bike up for a situation like that? Like obviously you need to make uh, as a pro you need to be able to make bike uh, bike changes to get the bike to handle for you. But uh, what changes have you been making on race day to sort of uh, get the bike to feel a little bit more like the practice track or at least make it feel more comfortable for you uh, on race day? Um, typically what we've been doing is it's going stiffer with the suspension, uh, on race day stuff is usually a little bit bigger. So it, it has a little bit harder of a hit. Okay. So we just keep going stiffer with my setup. Stiffer with the setup. How, how, uh, how do you handle uh, race day? Some people like myself, uh, like if I'm not feeling the best, I get easily frustrated with my riding. How do you keep a, a cool head uh, when dealing with, like say, like you said, super frustrating, 41st spot, two different uh, races like that to do it once would be frustrating twice uh, might just drive you crazy. Uh, how do you keep um, like emotions stable and and just sort of like and throughout the day like do you do you, do you get hard on yourself uh does that fire you up uh how do you handle it all uh i'm personally i feel like i'm really hard on myself and but i can't thank Briley and colton enough they've been a huge rock throughout the whole season for me mm-hmm. on like keeping my mood like stable and everything but usually i just try a lot of breeze uh my mental coach brandon he's been like sh- uh, teaching me like breathing exercise and stuff like that to okay. like keep myself getting uh frustrated and stuff like that do you uh do you tell your dad to use those uh breathing methods too because you say he gets a little bit uh mini dad on you sometimes yeah but we all know how dads are there were some like sons wanting to listen <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, let's talk Somium a little bit. Um, like I, I noticed the one race you had your, uh, your Snapchat, uh, uh, logo on the pants there. Um, what are some of the cooler, uh, butt patches they've made for you over, uh, your, your time with those guys? Uh, they do a fantastic job with the Jersey lettering as well. Get into those, uh, to some of the things that you like about working with those guys a little bit. Uh, just, uh, like them let me use creativity whenever, like coming up with a butt patch, because I'm not like the most creative person out there, but like they give me an, I give them an idea and they work really well with it. So uh, we made some cool dog tag butt patches for the military round. And I'm still waiting on my gear from active to be able to put my other butt patch ideas on there. But probably so far as just my merch logo, my, the AE, Mm -hmm. that's been my favorite so far just because it's me you know doubt and you do have merch uh you, go, you can go straight to uh on instagram if you're not already following addison emery underscore uh you need to and uh i just hit the follow button myself you can go straight to the page there's a link on the bio and uh yeah you can follow along and, and see all things uh addison emery that's pretty solid man thank you yeah i i have a lot going on 
in my Instagram. I try to stay up to date with like what's what I'm doing and everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everything that you that I use and all that, well, you you can find in my on my uh, link in Instagram. Very good. There you go. Like and follow for more with Addison Emery here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Uh, Addison, um, like you said, you like the season hasn't started the way uh, that you would have wanted it. How do you go about making sure that it ends the way you need it to uh, with the, the remaining rounds of, uh, of, of West Coast Supercross? And I've also heard a little bird tell me that you could possibly be racing uh, in the 450 class at a place like Daytona in some upcoming rounds. Yeah, definitely. Um, plan on just go, going to as many rounds that I can afford to go to, because it's gas is expensive out here in California. That but, it is. Yeah, but definitely just go to every round and make improvements every every weekend, and just make sure that I'm in because like every. Even back when I was an arena cross guy, like towards the end of the season, like I made like progress, like would make a lot of like strides and getting better. So I feel like the Supercross will go the same way for me if I stay in every weekend and keep the progress moving. Absolutely, but, man. You got like little baby steps. Same thing. I think I got, it's great to uh, be working with a guy like David Pulley to get that he's fast. He's getting faster all the time. Uh, what kind of things can you learn from a guy like David? He's a teammate. He's a good guy, and uh, and someone goes pretty fast on two wheels. Yeah, David's been in Supercross a wee bit longer than I have, so he knows the the ropes a little bit better than I do. So just kind of like watching like the way he sets like sets things up mainly because a little bit different than arena cross race and what I'm used to. So the minor details, things like that, I've been paying attention to riding and like race day it has like a little bit different setup than what I'm used to. So just learning every, like trying to absorb everything that I can. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Just be, do your best impression of a sponge. Um, and like, like we mentioned, you might end up on the, on the other coast on a four, like racing the 450 class. But like I said, like we, we talked about, there's more than, more than like, you'll stay on a 250 and race it in the 450 class. Uh, very much like, uh, one Josh Greco currently doing on his, uh, KX 250F. Yeah. Kind of flip flop of what Josh is doing is what my goal is to do. Okay. Because I was at lap times and I would have like, I would have qualified in the 450 class one I didn't in the 250 class. So it was like a little bit frustrating there. So yeah, I, th- I think making the night show in the 450 is actually more money. Is it not? Yeah. So I'm like, shoot, should I just sign up for 450 in Anaheim too? But definitely I'll finish the West coast out on the 250, then do West coast or East coast on, in the 450 class on my 250. BPP built me a rocket ship of a motor that can compete with any 450. So I'm not worried being down on power. Oh, yeah, those Yamahas are absolute fire breathers. Um, I know you got an impressive list of sponsors, man, as well as uh, you probably want to uh, plug the uh, the Instagram account as well for people to like and follow. Um, yeah, what, like, uh, what's that impressive list of, of sponsors that you got for me? And, uh, yeah, where do people find out more information about you? 
I definitely get, um, find out everything that I'm doing. I try to stay up to date on my Instagram, Addison Emery underscore. Hit the follow button on that. But can't thank Riley and Colton enough for Somnium Racing this year. They helped me out a ton. Stephen Bertucci over at VPE built me rocket ship of a motor, active gear, flow vision goggles, LS2 helmets, chill CBD, active ODI, Let's Ride, Blood Racing, Patched MX, Faction Bombers, and anyone else I forgot. Thank you. Well, I know they appreciate it, man. Uh, and I appreciate the time. This has been fantastic. Uh, we're looking to get uh, uh, David Pulley on here as well to give us a, a little bit of a look at his season. Uh, the 538 in your program, hopefully uh, get out the rest of the season, for at least for the Big MX Radio faithful, number one in their hearts. Uh, really, really appreciate the time and uh, coming on the show, man. Uh, this has been fun. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Addison, you have yourself a great rest of your day. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And now an additional interview that wasn't originally planned for this, but we threw him in because he's just such a great guy to have on the podcast. Uh, so much good feedback that you get from a guy like David Pulley. Uh, he's been at it for a lot of years. So enjoy this interview with Somnium team rider David Pulley. And as promised on the Big MX radio podcast, this interview with David Pulley, this interview is brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars. Jason at Phoenix Handlebars makes fitting your bike for your next set of handlebars easier with their easy-to-use tools on their website. Go to phoenixhandlebars.com right now. Go check out the, all of their different bar bends. They have the 1 8th, 1 and 1 8th bars as well as the 7 8th bars. They're both fantastic, whether you want the crossbarless bar or a crossbar up front. Uh, the bars, they look good. They feel good. Uh, they've got the sizes for you. And of course, they are. Uh, you can trim them down if you want them to be a little bit narrower. They actually have the, the, the notches on them, so you can do all of that as well. Thanks for, for them to for presenting this interview with David Pulley. David, you, you've been on this podcast before. It, it was a lot of years ago, but we're, we finally have you on once again. You're back on Yamaha's, which is funny. You're, you're on Yamaha's then. Welcome back to the podcast your second time on. Yeah, thank you, Brad. I appreciate it. Pumped to be here. Absolutely. Pumped to have you on, man. And every single year, we see you making incremental improvements in your riding, charging those whoops a little harder, get uh, dropping those lap times, and uh, the corner speed is up everywhere. Uh, you're a guy who's – you're a talent that's on the rise. Uh, and, a, and if I'm not mistaken, a local California guy. So uh, riding in front of your hometown fans must be amazing. Tell us about your season so far. Yeah, so I'm a local California guy, like born and raised out here uh, pretty much in Lake Elsinore my whole life. So I'm pretty close to all these Cali rounds. And, uh, yeah, the first round uh, start, everything's been good racing so far. First round, we were just out by two on the first round. Times were super close. Um, I made it in Oakland. I made it in with pretty solid qualifying 30 P35 and SD. So had some good momentum so far. Um, last weekend in A2, we had a little situation with a mechanical issue, and um, the whoops were just kind of getting me a little bit. Um, I got ended up on the ground a few times through them, but 
it was a it was a learning day we we found a lot of things that at first it was kind of not a ideal day for me which obviously I want to be racing every weekend but um, when I kind of broke things down and debriefed everything there's a lot of stuff that we learned from the day that are going to help us into these following weeks so it was a win of a day overall just not basing everything off results now like I used to because uh, that's kind of where I've kind of tipped the needle on my racing and speed wise stuff a lot of stuff uh, kind of has to do with like my mental side of things but a lot of it had to do with just like expectation and result driven stuff and you just can't always be there you just got to strive to be the best version of yourself every day you're riding not base your worth or self off of your result for sure and you've always been able to f- find other ways to uh give your your sponsors some uh some much needed exposure uh whether you're in the main events or not in the main events uh and like i said earlier you've you've been steadily improving over the years and you've been at this for quite some time and if i'm not mistaken the first time we had the, had you on the podcast was way back in either 2015 or 16 when you were first bursting onto the scene um what do you attribute that uh, those steady improvements to How, what do you work on on a week to week basis and and, uh, like, do you work with a, uh, with a trainer as far as uh, on and off the bike? Uh, are there two different people? Or uh, uh, I also know that uh, you, you go to the track with your dad quite a bit as well. Yeah, so uh, my dad comes out to the track quite a bit. Uh, not so much nowadays, but um, he's still a big part in kind of my program and whatnot. And he's usually at every West Coast race, without a doubt. But um, a big uh, part of things just everything I've been making incremental changes and like um, gains for sure through the years just they haven't been the uh, strides or just where I feel like I should be and can be at my personal best Um, so I kind of made a lot of changes to my program this year Uh, I brought Wardy on board so me and him have been working together he's been a huge help um, we're working both on and off the bike together. And then um, just a little bit, just like working a lot on the mental side of things as well. That's been a, a big thing that's kind of helped me with um, the big um, kind of changes I've made this year and kind of everyone seeing the difference in my ride. And I honestly feel like I'm a whole different person from like six months ago to even the last few years of racing, I just kind of uh, have a whole different like mentality and uh, way I look at things and attitude towards riding and racing and whatnot. Ah, complete rebirth of the uh, of the career, connecting with a legend like uh, like Jeff Ward. Uh, how do you get connected with uh, with a, a guy like that? Uh, so I know Jeff's like the good friends with his son Alon, and I knew his son Brandon and uh me and Alon talked quite a bit and uh Jeff was training Shmoda like in the past not too long ago and I knew he was helping him quite a bit and he helped him quite a bit in the whoops from when Joe first like got into Supercross and uh so I kind of reached out to Alon and asked him if his dad would be interested and kind of told him how much money I had to work with and see if we kind of try to see if we could work something out and we were able to come to a, a an agreement together and 
we've been working together since uh, just before the start of the season, and we've made a lot of huge gains, and uh, it's been awesome working with awesome working with him. He's definitely like someone I looked up to and still do look up to, and it's kind of crazy. Like we were out at Elsinore riding one day, and this little kid comes up, and his dad asks if he could take a picture with me. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, like, take a picture with them. And just, like, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, how does this, do like, not know that that's, like, Jeff Ward sitting next to me, like, 20-time 450 winner. <laughs> but it's uh, it's just, you know, the kids don't really know the older guys nowadays. So, the, but it's cool. I love love working with him. He's an awesome dude, and he definitely helps me on, on the both riding and mental, physical side of things. For certain, like that that guy is just such a great well of knowledge. Uh, st- still has uh, his kind of his thumb on the pulse of uh, of racing, Supercross as well as outdoors. Uh, and uh, like, do you, do you do a lot of racing like uh, between like like non Supercross? Like I do, we, I know you don't do a lot of nationals, but do you line up for a lot of REM stuff or like local money races and stuff like that? Do you chase those type of races uh, when you're not racing Supercross? Uh, so, no, I haven't really much in the past. This year, I did do a few of the local outdoors. Um, that was actually my first time back riding outdoors in, like, seven years. So, that was kind of kind of crazy. I couldn't believe that it was that long that it's been since I raced an outdoor race. But um, I there's not really much money races out here in SoCal that, like, you actually make money from. Unlike, like, the Midwest has tons of them. But... Uh, I definitely plan to, if I'm thinking we're going to possibly do some more outdoors this year, or maybe try to get over to Canada and do some of the Canadian nationals. But uh, either way, I definitely plan to do more racing this summer while uh, we're not, if if we're not racing nationals, race some more local stuff just to stay uh, sharp and get more gate drops. Love it, man. Well, uh, uh, Brent, like uh, brand new trainer for you for this year, as well as brand new team. Um, like you're, you're no stranger to uh, Patched MX and Colton Barney, but uh, Somnium Racing is a brand new team, and uh, you're one of the uh, the guys underneath that tent. Uh, tell me about connecting with Colton, uh, developing this race team, uh, and and just sort of uh, like that whole program that's uh, that you guys have. I'm sure you you were like a, a, an integral part of sort of putting some things together because you yourself are quite good with uh, with brokering deals with sponsors and stuff like that, which you've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm definitely pretty well known for being good with like marketing and getting sponsors and bringing outside sponsors into our sport. So um, Colton kind of came to me before the season started and asked if I had something put together. And um, I kind of have something in the works for 23, but I didn't have something for this year. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to love to do something with you guys for sure. And um, they they honestly help so much with the program that they they make it so much easier and less stressful for me at the races to not have to bring a bunch of stuff and set up and just like have the tent and rig and everything all there and basically just kind of drop my bike off on Friday and have everything ready and they even do meals like for us on race day and just we have like team meetings and make sure everything's good and everything anything after each weekend we kind of talk about like okay what can we do to make this better like anything any changes we can make stuff like that so every single weekend the 
the whole program's just been getting better and it's just a really good vibe and like really, really good, uh, really good energy kind of, of the whole team and everyone working together and being team players. So really love, uh, working with them and being under the whole Somnium deal. Absolutely. You guys are turning heads on and off the track. If anyone's listening to this, you're going to a race sometime soon. Go check them out in the pro pits. Uh, one of the most approachable group of guys you're going to find at the races, period. Uh, I always got time for uh, yourself, Colton, as well as uh, another guy who uh, has been spinning the wrenches for you uh, and, and uh, doing some vlog stuff as well. Dave Drake's from the Collective Experience, and, and you are a rider who is available through the Collective Experience. Tell me a little bit about working with Dave over the years years and uh and some of the insight into uh um just sort of uh, being a part of the collective experience program and uh and getting to know dave a little bit yeah so dave first came to me when he was starting the tc program the collective experience and uh it was he's an awesome dude he's always always been wanting to help out any way he can and it's great being able to bring fans in and people that want to be a part of the industry and help them get seen and kind of uh, experience what it's like to be part of the team. And uh, yeah, so anyone that any round this year, um, I'll also be at a few of the East rounds like Atlanta, Daytona, possibly many in Foxborough, but that ever you can sign up, you can sign up to be with me, be part of the team. You'll be, you'll get to wear one of our team shirts and whatnot. And, help out with whether it's like filming in the stands or uh, in the pit stuff, kind of anything like that. You kind of just get to see behind the scenes and you get to see what it's like to be a part of the team. And if you're trying to get into the industry as a mechanic and whatnot, it's a great starting point to kind of get seen by the other teams and kind of people familiarize with you so you can get that opportunity to open that door for you. For sure. Like, what would you uh, hope to, to, to get from uh, uh, someone who takes on the collective experience and wants to help you out for the day? Like you said, some filming, uh, maybe some words of encouragement, uh, but also like you get, you're a really approachable guy and, and the ability to sort of give uh, a motocross fan, a diehard motocross fan, uh, a, a deeper look uh, and, a, and a little bit of a peek behind the curtain when it comes to the sport of supercross um, and, and, like, and sort of like, like, how would you like to sort of like help them along and, and possibly uh, help them get into the industry a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, if whatever their goal is, whatever they want to do, I'm, I'd always, of course, tell them they can tell me whatever their plan is, what they want to do. And I could kind of help them. I know a lot of people in the industry. I know a lot of teams and a lot of people know me. So if it's kind of something like that and I can help in any way, I'll, I'll open that door at least give them the opportunity to chat with someone to get their foot in the door. And um, it's definitely working with me. They get a awesome peek behind the curtain, behind the scenes, like one-on-one -on -one with me between the races and whatnot, and uh, just helping with filming and words of encouragement, like all that kind of stuff. The They get to see everything and even help at the same time with it. So it's a really cool experience. And um, filming is like one of the biggest thing that helps us in practice to see either what we're doing or what other guys are doing and know what we need to do. So that's a, that's a huge help to me on race day as well. So 
really appreciate those guys coming out and doing that and uh, love helping them out and trying to get them to where they want to be in the sport as well. Definitely, definitely. So uh, you, you'll be signed up for that, maybe uh, ride a few uh, rounds on a 250 in the 450 class. Um, take us through that a little bit. I know that's something you've done in the past, racing the, a 250 in the 450 class. Uh, some, some of the ruts are different, but not a whole lot different. Uh, obviously, the, like horsepower and low-end grunt is, is where the, the 250 might come up a little bit short. Uh, but is there any advantage to riding a, a 250F in the 450s? I guess that's just the bike that you ride better. Uh, personally, I ride the bike better. I mean, some people think I ride the 450 better, but I personally feel just more confident on the 250. kind of feel like I can throw it around and put it wherever I want, where the 450, you can kind of, especially like in whoops and stuff, you can give her a little too much and you're just kind of along for the ride. So, um, but yeah, I think the 250 has advantages for sure on tighter tracks. Um, they turn better corner faster. You can get in and out quicker. So you're going to, a lot of times on a tighter track, the 250s will have faster lap times than the 450s. It's just the more open, like obviously Daytona is going to be more of like a 450 geared track for sure. But um, you can still, you can still make it happen on a 250. It's just, you got to work quite a bit harder. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of just a preference thing. Obviously, if you're riding 450 full-time, you won't, you're going to be on the 450. But myself, I would rather stay on the 250 so I'm not having to adjust to switching back and forth bikes and just stay feeling comfortable on the bike that I'll be racing. Yeah, I think mean, continuity is a, is an underrated thing when it comes to uh, to racing. You want to be dialed into the bike that you're racing on a regular basis, uh, and, and just the the ins and outs of it. You feel comfortable uh, charging those whoop sections and pushing through the the rhythm sections. Um, like you talked about, uh, one of the, you're working with Wardy. What are some of the things that he's been working with you specifically on in order to drop those lap times? Um, I mean, we work on a lot of stuff like uh. In the, a lot of intensity kind of things just to have that intensity in qualifying. And that's kind of what's helping set the pace for uh, just between like doing intensity work and a little bit of like section and technique stuff we do. But um, now since we're kind of got the qualifying thing figured out, we're working a little bit more towards heat race speed and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I would say the biggest thing we've worked on is just like intensity and shorter sprints and just getting that qualifying program figured out to be able to lay down your times and get your times down as fast as possible and just get the track dialed and knock things out as fast as possible. Like pretty much I'll have all the rhythms jumped, uh, like all the big rhythms, I'll be doing everything lap two to three free practice and just pushing the whole entire free practice. And that's what helps me be comfortable by the time I get to Q1 because I've like some guys will kind of roll around and just like figure out the track and like take a long time. But like the longer you take and the less laps you get in free, you got to remember we only have 28 minutes total time on the track before the night show. So that eight minutes to get as many laps as you can, that eight minutes is going to make you as comfortable as you can be going into Q1. So you can just go out and lay down some heaters like off the start so that's kind of the big focus for qualifying wise 
Oh, 100%, man. It's, you you, you got to make it happen in a short amount of time. I don't think it's talked about nearly enough how quickly you guys basically learn a track and put down your fastest possible lap time. It's uh, it's quite ridiculous, uh, but that's why you guys get uh, get paid for this. this is, that's why you do it for a living, and, uh, and hats off to you for that. What needs to happen uh, in order for you to uh, put that uh, beautiful Somnium Racing Yamaha into the main event this year? Um, you know, it's, uh, there's, uh, there's all that needs to happen is just need to keep riding and just keep striving to be the best version of myself. And each, each race has been getting better and better and my speed's improving. So I honestly felt like, uh, SD, I had the speed to be in the main event. I just kind of struggled with starts that day. And uh, a few guys that I beat in qualifying actually ended up in the main event. So the I definitely the speed's definitely there. But like I said, I'm not not putting a lot of expectation on myself to like I need to be there. I need to be there right now. It's just the kind of thing where I know it's coming and it's coming really soon. But I'm not pushing the uh, pushing the clock on it because the more you kind of push yourself to have to need to do something is the harder it gets for you to reach that I've learned. So it's just, uh, kind of have, we do all the hard work during the week and we work our butts off and especially myself with my trainers and whatnot. So race day is the easy part. Race day is the day you don't think you don't have to do much. You don't want to be thinking, you just want to be riding your dirt bike and flowing and executing and then the results will come. Yeah, man. Like, I think it's going to come, come for you. You're, uh, you're creeping up there every single weekend, um, and, uh, making those incremental changes needed to uh, put you in the best position possible. Um, when it comes to, uh, to goals for the year, um, like obviously making some main events is all up there on your, uh, um, on your, your docket, but, uh, what other forms of success can you pull from a particular riding season, uh, or, or even just one practice session? What kind of positives can you take, uh, from every single race day, whether you're in the main event or not? Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of positives that like even last weekend wasn't a great weekend from the outside but there was a lot of positives that we learned on the mental side that i needed to make adjustments for so uh if i would have had another great weekend like i did in sd it would have been we wouldn't have found all these things that we found last weekend with the adversity that i kind of faced in a2 so um there's always wins like always positives that you can pull out it's just um I try to um, kind of look at myself from the outside and be more of the observer at times so I can kind of see where I'm at. And a lot of the times it's just putting too much focus on certain things or certain sections of the track that can affect you the most. So myself, I learned that quite a bit actually from last weekend because um, in Q1, the only spot on the track that I was kind of struggling with was the whoops, but I had like a few good runs through them, but they were just tough when I got to the end. And it was actually, I was kind of focusing too much on the whoops, but what it was, was my corner before it, it was 
I was kind of coming a little too far inside. And as I came up the berm, it kind of kept pulling my tire to the tough block. And that would kind of mess up my entry speed coming in. So from the video, I realized that it was the turn that was affecting me and not so much the whoops in my like form or whatnot through the whoops. It was just, I was like hyper-focused on the whoops because that's where I kept making the mistake at. So there's, there's definitely for success for me, honestly, is just to be better than I was the day before every single day. Just that's kind of like my motto right now, just to be 1% better every day and to be the best version of myself every time I'm out on the track. And if I can do that, no matter what the results are, like I'm happy with myself. There you go, man. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, like, the the best results of the year are yet to come uh having dave drake spin the wrenches on your bike a little bit and and uh and be sort of the mechanic for a couple of uh rounds here uh what are the most ridiculous uh mechanical blunders that he's pulled so far uh we know he's not great at working on a motorcycle uh dave drake's is a great friend of mine but a mechanic he is not uh so uh give me the lowdown man where does that kid drop the ball you know, he, he actually hasn't really dropped the ball on actual wrenching stuff. Just uh, he's so busy with his vlog stuff that he does. Like at SD, he was kind of stressing me out because he would show up like two minutes before it was time for me to like head down where like I had a set time that I wanted to head down to the to the stadium. And he would, I'd be like, all right, all right. And then I'd be like, all right, you're still not here. And then it'd be like two minutes before he would just like show up. And I just, I was like, dude, you're kind of stressing me out, bro. Like I, I get you're super busy, but I need to have someone here like a little bit more, a little bit earlier, at least. So I just know for sure everything's good. I'm not just kind of wondering, you know, <laughs> but, um, typical Dave really, just did. out and doing his own thing. Yeah. So I kind of, he's a, he helps me out when I need, when I need someone. Um, but I, I get that he's busy and like, I totally understand. I just told him that I, I have a guy that can come out for me full time for the West rounds. And I just, I love Dave. He's a good buddy of mine, but I was like, I told him I need to have my guy here cause he's full time and he's, his only priority is making sure my bike's good. And that just takes a lot of pressure and stress off me to not have to think about just get on my bike and ride. So Dave's totally cool with it. He understands and we talked about it. But uh yeah, he's he hasn't made any mechanical blunders on me. So that's that's definitely a good positive. <laughs> there you go, man. Well uh yeah, he's he's uh um Dave, Dave's a busy guy. We know this. He's on he's doing the collective. He's he's getting content he's he's uh getting that uh those videos of what the what the what the pros ride whether it's stank dog or you went through the whole bike with uh with the prmx guys last weekend uh so he he is a busy guy but uh definitely maybe just needs to sign more people up for the collective experience to uh to be a mechanic for you so that he doesn't have to do all that kind of stuff but uh sort of that's that i guess that's on him um but uh, I, I, you know what? I know you've got a, a ton of great sponsors, including all like uh, working with Somnium, uh, the team in general. Um, like, who do you have to thank before I let you go here on the podcast? Yeah, so I have a lot of great sponsors helping me out. One of the new, like, newer sponsors from the last year was uh, Northern Chill. They're a water company based in Wisconsin. They make really, really great, like, high pH alkaline water. That's super good for you. 
So if you're ever at the races, you got to come by and try some. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, so Northern Chill, of course, Somnium, then DMP Motorsports, Active. I recently signed with them last year for gear. They make great, great riding gear. It's like the tighter fit and stuff, but not not so tight like seven, but it's like that perfect like in between of like a like a active fit. So I really like their stuff. And uh, Risk Racing, MMR, builds my motors, Corey Cryotherapy, they're the recovery center that helps me out here, Asterix, N-Cycle Bicycles, LS2 Helmets, um, Polar, Evans Coolant, LNS Footbeds, Havit Goggles, OG Juice Company, and W, and I think... I think that's everyone. Uh, quite a big list, but I kind of have thought it's hard for me to keep everyone in my head. Uh, Kogel Bearings, they actually, they're a road bike bearing company. They uh, they helped me out with some stuff for my road bikes. But yeah, I got a lot of great companies helping me out, and I'm really thankful to have them on board and appreciate everything they do for me. Absolutely. And on top of that, I think you also start your day with a fresh cup of get shit done coffee, no? Oh, yeah, of course. Got to start the day with a fresh cup of get shit done coffee. And one more thing, actually, um, Hammer Nutrition, all my nutrition, all my pre-race and fuel to get me through the day, they're they're the number one for me. So got to give a shout out to those guys. Absolutely. Well, that's an impressive list. It gets bigger every single year, and I'm sure you they appreciate you shouting them out. David Pulley here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. The second time on the show will not be your last. I'm sure you'll be a repeat offender sometime down the road. Um, uh, teammates with Addison Emery over on the Somnium Racing Team. So check those guys out on uh, on Instagram. Uh, David, where, uh, where do people follow your story along a little bit more closely if they want to follow you on social? Yeah, definitely. You can follow me on Instagram. It's just at David Pulley. P-U-L-L-E-Y-Y, so it's with an extra Y. And um, I think that's my same. It's Twitter, David Pulley 138. TikTok is the same as Instagram, David Pulley with two Ys. So, yeah, you can find me on any of the socials. And uh, we have some vlogs coming on YouTube as well, which you can, if you go to my Instagram, there's a link tree in my bio, and you can see all my links to my vlogs and all the different socials. That's the best way to kind of follow me on everything there you go get the link tree set up uh david pulley here on the big mx radio podcast uh, appreciate the time my friend we also appreciate phoenix handlebars for presenting this this interview on the big mx radio show uh with with not only briley who kicked things off we'll throw it back to her to wrap up the podcast but david david pulley thank you so much for coming on no problem thank you for having me we'll definitely be on here again soon hopefully Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Never a chore, my friend. You have yourself a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. No problem. And there he goes on the Big MX Radio podcast, David Pulley. We appreciate his time. And we're back. Big MX Radio podcast, wrapping things up here with Briley Taylor of Somnium Racing. Uh, Briley, that was a fantastic interview with with Addison. It, the guy is, has so much energy and uh, like just just a salty of the earth kind of kid that uh, I think the, that people get to know him, uh, people will really start to like become just become an Addison Emery fan. The kid's just got so much passion for the sport.
It's so true. Yeah, Addison's fantastic, and he he does love what he's doing, and you know he he does enjoy being able to be at the races every every weekend and put in his full effort. So we do uh, we do really like Addison, and we're so grateful that he's on our team. Absolutely, and, and he, he was uh, nice enough to share the the post about uh, my brand new giveaway. I don't know if you guys, if, if you're fully aware, but uh, I am giving away a brand new 2022 YZ252 stroke. Uh, he was nice enough to share that on his social media as well as letting everybody know that he'll be coming on this podcast. Um, yeah, people can go to bigmxradio.com and uh, and click the top link. That's uh, that's a way to for literally for as little as twenty dollars. You can get yourself uh, a raffle ticket to uh, to win a brand new motocross bike. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to go share it as well. I would appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Do you ride yourself? I do a little bit. Nothing too crazy. I sold my bike uh, to get myself through college. So fair enough. I have not <laughs> I have not gotten another one, but uh, in the near future, one's coming for me for sure. Wow, I'm sure you still spend a good amount of the time at the track uh, cheering on the number 27, which is, of course, Colton's uh, number of choice. Um, Give us a little bit of uh, insight of what it means to be in his corner. Uh, a guy who, like you said, he does a lot of the uh, the hands-on stuff uh, with Patched MX as well as Somnium, uh, doing the stitching, doing all of the the design work and, and a lot of the work with, like he literally, at the, at, he's trackside a lot of times with a sewing machine, putting things together. Uh, you see him, it's not only a labor of love, but it's also a lot of hard work. Uh, what's involved with sort of uh, being in the corner? of um of Colton Barney yeah absolutely so much support you know I just I can't tell you how many times like I it's just one of those things where you're 100% there to support them and from him starting butt patches with some felt material and telling me you know a year and a half later that he was going to quit his full-time job to go do this full-time I was like, you're crazy, you know, like, what are you doing with this? And um, so at first it was kind of scary. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, but being able to see him grow and the amount of talent that he has is insane. So it is true. He does put in a lot of work and a lot of time. He's, you know, if somebody needs him, he's right there. If somebody needs a butt patch, it doesn't matter where it's at. He'll go sew it on or a seat cover. He'll go put it on and um, so he does do a lot of trackside things. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've sat, um, you know, in the back of a stadium or tried to get into a stadium just to sew on some butt patches for um, a few different riders. And it's fantastic to be able to see him grow and pursue his dream. This is He loves doing what he's doing. He loves being able to design um, and really being, you know, that person that makes your gear stand out. Um, and I just think that I, you know, I could not hats off to him because he's been through a lot and his sewing is absolutely amazing. He's such a perfectionist. So it's really hard to, um, to have other people help us in that sense. And so he really does it all. And he takes a lot. Uh, he takes a lot, he works a lot, but we're so very grateful for everything that he's done for us. Well, I'm sold. Where where do people follow along on social media? If they're not already following, they need to. Um, where where do, where do people find more information on the team as well as uh, the uh, the company itself? 
Yeah, absolutely. So Somnium Racing on uh, Instagram, you can follow us. You can see everything that we do on our Supercross days, as well as all of our products, you know, our butt patches, seat covers, um, those kinds of things. And then just kind of what we're up to on a daily basis. We like to post and kind of give everybody an insight on what we do and where we're at. We're always traveling and going to different places. So follow us there. And then um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you know, all the socials. Fair enough. Follow up on all those socials. Yeah, you guys, you're a great follow. Cool. Very lots of insight. That that behind the scenes look that uh, that social media absolutely loves. Um, and like, let's talk a little bit about the products you guys sell in general. Like the the bat, the butt patches are cool. I absolutely love them, especially ex- including the. Uh, uh, you guys have done some some branded stuff on like the back of the the pants, like uh, like the Yamaha factory guys have done in the past. Yeah. Um, like. Uh, what's the like t- take me to through the process of from 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 concept to putting that on the back of the pants or or a seat cover um take me through the whole deal yeah so with the butt patch you know the biggest thing is, is you can go to our website and you can design anything that you can possibly think of if you want a uh, an image or anything like that you just upload it to the website kind of figure out how you want it um, and then you send it in and we uh, we get it printed and get it sent off to you so that's how the butt patches go and then they are sewn on so your local seamstress can um, sew them on or you can send your pants to us we also sew them on um, or you know we're out in California right now if anybody needs them um, sewn on we do sew them on for free if you buy them with us and then with uh, seat covers, they are a gripper material um, that we also do prints on. So we are the first uh, company to do seat prints uh, with the gripper material. So it is water resistant. Um, and you can, same type of thing, you can go on the website, you can put in any kind of design that you want, um, kind of design it, see what you want, see what colors you want. You can match it to your bike exactly. Um, and then we can get that sent out to you as well for, we do graphics, Jersey IDs, um, leg patches. So like you said, if you wanted to do, um, like your sponsors down the side of your leg and things like that, we, uh, we do all of that. So. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys also do graphics. I, for, I completely forgot that you guys also do graphics, not just the seat covers, not just the butt patches. Uh, basically, you can create your entire look aside from the gear yep. itself with uh, with Somnium. Um, the the graphics is something that that people like that they absolutely love to dress up the motorcycle. Uh, and you guys have uh, some great product as well as some some competitive pricing, I imagine, as well, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So all of our butt patches, our butt patches start at $20, um, a printed butt patch. And then our seat covers start at 65 depending on if you're going to do um, a print or the OEM colors, as well as graphics. Graphics start at 185 um, and you can really design um, anything that you want with those graphics and match your seat cover to it. So it, it is kind of a one-stop shop, and that's what we're uh, – that's what we're, our goal is and working towards. So, Under 300 bucks, completely change your look and look like uh, one of the pros out there uh, turning those fast lap times. Um, this has been so much fun. Honestly, I really, really... Uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the show to uh, give my listeners a little bit of an insight into Somnium Racing uh, and hopefully that uh, that peek behind the curtain that they were hoping for. Um, 
the the website again as well as plug those socials for us so we know exactly where we're going and uh, and who to support yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was fun. I greatly appreciate it. Um, SomniumRacing.com, you can get all of your custom products, uh, seat covers, butt patches, graphics, jersey IDs, and then Somnium Racing on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, oh, and Twitter. So uh, make sure that you hit, hit us up, and we'd love to have you follow us. Awesome. Well, Briley, thank you so much for making time for the Big MX Radio podcast. We'll definitely have to reconnect with you soon. Uh, do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. All right, so there you have it. My interview with the Somnium Racing Team, thanks to Briley, as well as Addison Emery and David Pulley for coming on the podcast to give us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain and uh, a little bit of the details of what it is to uh, put together a team like this. Shout out to those guys for all of their hard work. Uh, please follow them on sh- social media. They have, they're really inclusive and they, they give you that uh, next level access that a lot of teams don't provide uh, as well as uh, they've got a bunch of also uh, great services that uh, you might want to do use to uh, set yourself apart from everybody else at the track so thanks to Somnium Racing um, Briley was amazing Colton Barney a uh, great friend of mine and uh, hope things are going well for those guys support these uh, this uh, sort of a privateer team uh, like this because these this is the glue that keeps the professional sport together so uh, hopefully you guys have yourselves a great rest of your day hopefully you guys have also gone to bigmxradio.com and grabbed yourself some raffle tickets for that 2022 YZ252 stroke that we currently have uh, and if you don't end up winning the bike there's another 10 prizes including a Jeremy McGrath jersey uh, up for grabs so uh, you're going to want to go to bigmxradio.com and uh, and get yourself some raffle tickets. So uh, get on that, and I appreciate anybody who do. The money that we're raising goes towards prizes for next year as well as some projects that we have in the works for the coming year. So hopefully you guys will support me on that. Have yourself a great rest of your day, and as always, thanks for listening.